This is Jerry G. Martin, and welcome to The Light of the World. During the month of June, we celebrated fathers on Father's Day. We wanted to take it much further than celebrating fathers on Father's Day. We have designated June as the month of the man. This is an opportunity to share with men how God sees us and how God orders our life and how God expects us to be leaders in our homes and our families, in our communities, and in our nations. We're sharing several messages that we hope would be a blessing and a benefit to everyone that's sharing. Call the man in your life and tell him to listen in to today's broadcast. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. The genuine article is replaced by things of similar but inferior value. We substitute cubic zirconia for diamond, vinyl for leather, synthetics for silk, plastic for wood, and the counterfeit for the real. It's sad to say when you look at a lot of males, you don't see men. Now, some substitutes are valid and necessary, but some are dangerous and they will ruin you. We've gotten so used to the artificial, sometimes we value it greater than the authentic. And some philosopher called us the throwaway society. We eat the meat and throw away the vegetables. We throw away our babies and keep the boyfriends. We throw away the developmental years with our children and keep our cars, our clothes, and our houses. We throw away the spiritual development of our families and keep our recreation and our entertainment. We throw away our prayer life and keep our social life. We throw away our aging parents and keep our convenience. We've gotten to the place where we often throw away people and we keep things. But let me tell you about God, man. He is in the people business. He will never throw you away and he will never give up on you, no matter what. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care where you've been. I don't care how much you've been beat down. I don't care what anybody else say about you. God will not throw you away. He's in the business of making over those who need to make over. His grace and mercy is always extended to you no matter what has happened in your life. So in a world of imitations and counterfeit, where can we find the real image of manhood apart from God? We can't because he created us in his own image. And we find the knowledge of God in the word of God. So we need to be men of the word. The church is desperately in need of the knowledge and real men to teach the knowledge to struggling men and to our young boys and teenagers. We need real men who can teach others. I hear the women saying amen. The men are like looking at me. We need some real men who are able to invest and teach others. That's what we need. We need some real men who ain't scared to say, yeah, I do that. I'm a man. I'm a man. Now, when a man gets scared to say he's a man, that's a problem. Come on, somebody say, I'm a man. I just had this visual of a sign that we used to see in 1963 when we were marching for our civil rights. The sign said, I am a man. Anybody remember that sign? He said, I'm not less than a man. These guys would carry the sign and say, I'm a man. Somebody need to carry a sign today and say, I'm a man. You want to look at a real man? Look at this one. 
I'm a working man. I'm a man of dependability. I'm a man of responsibility. I'm a man you can depend on. What I say I'm going to do, I will do that. I am a man. You're looking at a man. A man don't just say, well, if I can make it, if the Lord just say the same. I say, the Lord said the same. Well, you know, I think I could be there. Well, if I can get to it, I'm, I'm tired of these men giving wimpy excuses for not handling up on their business. Now, the women can say that. I don't know if I can make it. Why? Because they got to go deal with the children. They got other stuff. But a man say, yeah, I will be there. You can count on it. Well, I don't know if the, if the creek don't rise and it don't rain, all that kind of crazy stuff. No, I'm a man. I said I'd be there and I will be there. You can count on me. Now, we only say that when we got to come to church and do spiritual things. When it's going to the game, we don't say, oh, you know, if, pray about it. If it's the Lord's will, I'll be there. You know, I got my ticket. I'm going to be there. I'm coming to that. I'm going to be there. Now, you come and get my stuff. Have the stuff ready. I'm going to walk on up in there. I'm going to roll up in there. You know I'm going to be there. Come to things of God. Well, just pray for me, Pastor. You know I'm trying to. You know how it is, Pastor. You know how it is. No, I don't know how it is. That's why I'm talking today. We need men of character, men of responsibility. When you say you're going to be there, I don't want to have to be looking for you. You ought to be looking for me. Where you at, Pastor? I told you I was going to be here. Oh, now, look at the men. They're looking at me like, oh, you know, why are you getting on me? <laughs> well, come on, take it like a man. <laughs> Say, hit me again, Pastor. <laughs> you used to talk to a man like that. Now you talk to him, he start crying. <laughs> you need to go to Woman Dollar Loose. That's where you need to go. <laughs> I don't know why you talk to me like this. I got my feeling hurt. You hurt my feelings. This is the last Sunday for y'all. Ain't got to put up with me no more after this one. So I got to hit you with everything I got. You might not come back next Sunday. But you got to tell a man like it is. If you can't take it, that's just too bad. But if nobody told you, that's what a man is. We talking about a real man. We ain't talking about no wimpy man. We got too many of those. They don't even know who they are. They look in the mirror. Is that, is that me? We got enough trouble to try to figure out who's a man and who's a woman. You go down, was that a man or was that a woman? Ooh, that ain't no, they all not have to do that when they come to you. I'm a man. I was preaching one time. A guy on the front was looking at me like, I'm, hey, dude, what's wrong with you? Uh-uh. No, no, no. How are our boys going to know what a man is? If everybody blending in. Men disturb things. God put that in us. We're warriors. We're conquerors. We're men. Don't be scared. They don't beat you down so much. Get stand on your feet. The church needs men. Don't get uh, intimidated by political correctness. I told somebody on a press conference, I'd rather be biblically correct than politically correct. We're finding that the standards of the culture being imposed on the church rather than the church setting the standard for the world. Then for us to be men of character, we have to go through some changes. And our first change is coming to Christ and allowing him to be the Lord of our life and to lead us into his purpose 
and his plans for us. That's the first thing. That's the first makeover. God gives men makeovers. He started with this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he had a makeover. He's a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Here's Ezekiel writing about the day that the Spirit of God will come upon man. He said this in Ezekiel 36, 25. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your impurities and from your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. God says, I will do it. All you have to do is ask him and come to him. He'll do what you never thought could be done in your life. Other people have tried to toss you aside and throw you away, man, and say you're never going to be any good. You're never going to make it. You got to rise up with all that coming at you. You may be along in years. You may be old, like 40. <laughs> you can still make it from there. Come on, some man say amen, amen. You can still make it. Just because you 40 don't mean you can't make it. Here's what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse Two, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be made over by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I believe there are men here today that have gone through some tough times in your life. There are some men that have gone through some tremendously tough times. Some of you have had to suffer through some ups and some down downs. And maybe you're still down. Some of you are wondering if God even cares about you or if even God even cares about what happens in your life. Listen, this is what happened. We go through things in our life and there was a time maybe we, we got connected with God and we were excited about the things of God and, and then we start living life and things start happening and one thing and another and we have ups and downs and, and we have some, some mishaps and we have some failures and we have all these things and after a while uh, it seems like God is not there in your life and, and we get in a valley and that valley turns into a rut and that rut turns into a place where we get comfortable. And we think this is it. This is about as good as it's going to get. So I might as well just stay here and try to see it to the end. And there are some of you in a rut today. You just think, well, this is life. This is it. I'm just going to go on and do what I can do. And, and that's it. But you know that you're not fulfilled you haven't had that accomplishment. You don't feel like you're contributing. Nothing's going on. You're just trying to work. You, go, you get up in the morning. You go to work. You come home. You watch television. You get up. You go to work. You come home. You watch television. And you just try to get some peace and hope the wife don't say nothing. That ain't living. God has an abundant life for you. The enemy wants to keep you in that rut. Somebody said, you know what a rut is? A rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. So you're living like you're dead. Sometimes we find ourselves, guys, in, in a place where no matter what we do, we can't seem to move forward. There was a prophet named Elijah. He was a man of God. 
Just look at all the things that Elijah did. You know, he was, he's the one that went to the widow of Zarephath and said, you just feed the man of God, God's going to bless you. And that's what happened. Miracles happened when Elijah was there. And, and then Elijah ran into this wicked woman, Jezebel. And he found himself in a place when he challenged the prophets of the false god Baal. He challenged them and said, we're going to find out today whose God is really God. Remember, he built that big altar and stacked wood on it and told the prophets, whoever God can answer by fire, that's whose God is God. And they prayed and they prayed to all the false prophets and they prayed all day. They cut themselves. They cried. They did everything and nothing happened. Elijah was, he was looking good. And then Elijah said, get back, get back, get back. Let me show y'all who God is. Okay, God, set it on fire. Altar got burned up. Elijah said, see, I told you. And then Jezebel came out and said, you know what? He's going to shame us like that. Y'all go kill him. Hunt him down and kill him. Next time you see Elijah, he's sitting under a shade tree. Say, Lord, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I don't know why I'm doing this. Listen, I was trying to do that for you. Now look at me. You know, they're trying to kill me. I don't know where to go. I ain't, you know, he was in a state of depression and have what we call the spirit of death. I'm getting ready to die. The spirit of death is just oppression to submit to giving up. So he was about giving up after he had great victory and after God was, he knew God was in his life, but he was at a place where he was about to give up. But he escaped and he was depressed because he was doing God's work. And when you read that story, you're going to see some things. There are five things that I took out of that story that helps me to understand and will help you to understand the state of some men. There were five things that men suffer in which the spirit of death, that spirit of giving up, desires to take hold of men's life. There are five things. One is depression. The other one is despair. And then we have inferiority. We don't say anything to anybody, but we, we just ain't like the other folk. We just can't do that. Then we have resignation. We resign. We're not going to do anything. We're just not going to do anything. We're just going to exist. And then we have what we think is failure. You've got those things going on in your life. That's the spirit of death that we call it, depression. God didn't let Elijah die, but he helped him to recover. He caused that spirit of death to leave him and then raised him up. Raised him up so he can pass that mantle on to somebody else. You keep reading. Elijah passed his mantle on to Elisha to take on the works. God has something in store for us men so we can pass it on to somebody else. We need to pass something on to our sons besides the remote controller. Is that all you got, a remote controller? What you going to pass on that he can build on? You ought to want your sons to stand on your shoulders. Listen, I've gone this far. I'm giving you a lift. Every generation of ours ought to be lifted higher and higher, not going down like we are in our community. We're worse off today than we were 25 years ago. That's because men haven't stood up and said, no, you're not going down that pathway. You're not going down, you're going up. I can't do everything for you, but I can give you a boost. Listen, men, failure is not the worst thing in the world. Quitting is. Quitting, stopping, being stagnant, saying, I'm not going to go any further. I'm just going to stay right here. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, you ain't good. 
You're not producing. You're not putting anything forward. So let me tell you something right now and consider it carefully. If you suffered the loss of a job, and you know, I lost a job once before. And to me, it was devastating because I was used to working. I was like, man, I'm a, I'm a failure. I got fired. I'm a failure. I'm broke. I don't have no money. I'm, I, I'm not supposed to be here. Now, maybe you got used to that. I wasn't used to that. I, that was shocking to me to go look in the, in the refrigerator and nothing in there but water and a stick of butter. Well, it wasn't even butter, it was margarine, it was imitation. <laughs> Artificial. That was, to me, that was devastating. I didn't like that. But don't you know you can be in a spot so long you'll start accommodating it and thinking that, that's normal and natural for you? That ain't normal and natural for a man and not normal and natural, especially a godly man. A godly man is a man that's a, have an abundant life and a vibrant life. So if you've suffered the loss of a job, you've been through the agony of a divorce, you've suffered a bankruptcy or PTSD or ended up with a criminal record. When you submit that to Jesus Christ, know this, there is restoration for you. Doesn't matter what you've had. Doesn't matter what, what the past is. I like what Paul said, I'm forgetting those things behind me. And I'm pressing toward the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ. Man, you got to cut the cord. Forget, stop looking in the rear view mirror. Look in the windshield. Have faith in God. Not in what you see. Not the signs. Not the symptoms. Not the circumstances. But have faith in God. The word of God is the foundation of your faith. Don't let the past weigh you down. Don't let disasters become your grave. Listen, man, if you never repented of your sins, do it today. The thing I liked about God is when I came to him and said, Lord, I'm messed up. You know, I don't have a horror story. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't out of money. I was having a good job and, and I was working and things were going well, but I knew something was missing in my life. I, I'm just now in an existing mode, even though everything else was going well, I'm still in this routine of just living. Lord, there got to be some more to life than this. Come into my life. Take my life. Do something with it. If you've never repented of your sins, do it today by admitting your failures, admitting your sins. Say, Lord, I bring myself to you. you. You got me. Every person is here on purpose, not accident. You want a mistake. I don't care what the parents say. You was a mistake. No, you want no mistake. They did whatever they did on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you no mistake. Repent. Come to God. Ask for his grace. Do it so he can raise you up. And he can restore you. He can give you that makeover. Jesus died that we can have life. And have life more abundantly. Now is the time. Uh, today is a good day for a decision to change the trajectory of your life. Submit and commit your life to the Lord. You may already have asked the Lord to come into your life and ask him to be your Lord and Savior. You may have submitted, but maybe you didn't commit, which means, Lord, I am following you. It was Jesus Christ, that man who told us to man up. He said, if anyone come after me, you must first deny yourself. He said, man up. Take up your cross and follow me. They say, now, come on, be a man. That's what a man can do. Yeah. 
He says, this is not easy, but you can do it. Repent of sin and receive his resurrection life. You will be made over. And then you're going to have an eternity to enjoy. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to bow your heads with me. My heart goes out to every man in this place. We love these men. And I know that God has a purpose for you. God has a place for you. No matter what has happened in your life. There are things that happen in your life you're not going to tell anybody and you don't have to tell them today. God already knows all the stuff that's been going on in your life. But God is able to give you a new start. He's able to give you a, a jump. Sometimes you have to get a jump start. Sometimes you need a new battery. <laughs> and sometimes you just need a spark to get you going again. I want to make this appeal to every person that's here, not just men. There are women too that needs a new start. This is a time to make a decision. Lord, I heard the word. I know you, Lord, but, you know, I feel like I'm in a place where I'm just going through the motion. I want my life to count for something. I want it to mean something. I want it to, I want it to be vibrant. I want it to be abundant. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And I want you to pray along with me. And if you make this decision today to invite Jesus Christ into your heart to repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry for all the things I've done. I'm sorry for all the things I've tried to substitute in my life in front of you. And I'm just asking to help me, God, to step forward. Be the man you call me to be. Help me. Teach me. Show me. I'm trying to just find my way. I want to get to another place. I want to take a step up. I want to get out of this rut if you're in a rut. And if you're not in a rut and you're on level ground, Lord, I want to go to higher ground. So I want you to pray with me today. I want you to pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me for my sin. Help me, Lord, to overcome all the things that have happened in my life, to hold me back, to make me feel oppressed, depressed, in despair, or lack of failure. I commit my life to you. Forgive my sin. Fill me with your spirit. Help me, Father, to follow you as I commit my life to you. I thank you for it now in the name of Jesus Christ. I certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast as we've been sharing you a word that we delivered to our congregation during the month of the man. Men are so important in God's eyesight, and they're so important in our families and in our culture. I want to just encourage men to be all that God has called them to be and to do all that God has called us to do. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message or you can listen to previous messages that you've heard on this station. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Then I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We're meeting every Sunday. Our church is open. We are having wonderful services. Pastor Jackie Martin is in a series right now that she's sharing God's words and God's messages with us so that we can continue to grow 
and to be engaged in the things of God. Meet us Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road. You can also join us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. For those of you who are looking for a Christian bookstore, we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. You can get Bibles, church supplies, communion supplies, offering envelopes, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. Call us at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now, for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.